Hey, y'all, I just wanted to thank the people who made this podcast possible. I have the most amazing producer. His name is Cesar Hotkes. I love him so much. Thank you so much for helping me on this podcast. And also shout out to my amazing longtime friend, Metallic Forrest. He just dropped an album. You guys go check him out. He made the intro music and he did it all for free. So shout out to him because I'm so happy that these guys made what you hear today possible. For my people out there, they got a job. I am the stone that the builder refused. I am the visual, the inspiration that makes ladies sing the blues. I'm the spark that makes your idea bright. The same spark that likes the dart so that you can know your left from your right. I am the ballad in the box, the bullet, in the gun, the inner glow that lets you know to call your brother's son, the story that's just begun, the promise of what's to come. And I'ma remain a soldier till the war is won. Chop, 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 judo flip. <laughs> yeah, so I literally just made that up right now because I'm so amazing. No, <laughs> if you don't know what this is or what that was, you at the wrong podcast, y'all. <laughs> That is the theme song for Boondocks, and I just think it's so important for this week and what we're going to talk about because I feel like personally that was written for black women or about black women because who else tells you to call your brother's son? Who else tells you to call your nephew? Who else be reminding y'all niggas but us? <laughs> Welcome back, y'all. It's Bree, the black sheep. Welcome to my podcast again. I'm uh, Brianna, the black bachelorette, self-proclaimed because these niggas want me. I don't want these niggas. Yep. <laughs> so I had a really bad day yesterday and I was supposed to record the podcast, but I just I couldn't bounce back from everything that was happening to me. And I decided to take a break and recoup and then make this episode today. And I'm so glad that I did because I can come back and give you guys a more positive feedback and give you something better, more positive to you know, help you get through this week. And that's why I think it is so important that we find work that we really love because if you're doing a job that you don't necessarily like or want to be at, if you're not in a great mood to create or in a space to do it, you're not going to make the best work. You're not going to do the best version of you that day. So take a break, know your limits and just come back and do it great. And I feel so amazing today. And it's going to be a good show, so let's get into it. Um, I really want to start this week with the Black Sheep of the Week. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Guys, wait. Pause, pause, pause. I forgot to tell y'all last episode. I know it was super weird the way it came on, but it was a game. That, and I forgot to tell y'all during the episode or after we played because I was just in such a good moment with Valencia my best friend, that I totally forgot to tell you that the game that we played at the beginning was like basically black taboo. It's called Discretion. It was created by a woman named Serena. She's the CEO and the creative curator. And uh, it was co-produced by, let me see. I think her name is Dominique. Yeah. So it, there's two black women who basically made taboo, but for black people and it is so good. So each time that I have a guest on, which I don't have today, it's just me. Y'all just got me today. I'm going to play that game at the beginning and see who just, you know, who's black is, who really got the culture going on. Because I love me some taboo and I'm really very, very um, competitive. 
And uh, also, when I was having a down day yesterday, I decided to just send random invites to people. If you have an iPhone, you can play like iGames. So I would advise you if you're not feeling good or you're having a down moment, if you know you just want to lift your spirits, send like a game or something to one of your friends and just connect like that. But I'm competitive, so I was already having a bad day, and I sent the game to friends, and I got my ass whooped, and it was just a bad day. And then I was like, I really just suck at life right now, so... Yeah, that was what we were playing last week. And each time that someone comes on, that's what we're going to play. And I'm sorry that I didn't tell y'all because a lot of people were like, what is this? What's going on? But that's what's going to happen whenever I have someone on. We're going to play the game at the beginning. So boom, boom, boom. Let's dial it back. I want to talk about the black sheep of the week. We're going to get it popping right now. We're going to get it started. My black sheep of the week is Monique Samuels. I don't care. Round of applause, sound effects, burn, 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 everything, because I don't give a damn how mad you are, what side you are on. Monique is the black sheep of the week. Someone who is just so real and so okay with not thinking about her image. She is just really existing as a black woman and being true to her truth so much that it's making her such and awful housewives for the show. I know a lot of y'all are confused, but I'm talking about the housewives of Potomac. And I know that y'all know that I'm, what I'm talking about. And I know that being married and being a housewife is just a social construct. And it's not like of importance to me. But this show is so important because it just shows black women being real black women. And that's why I support it. And very few times you have a gym like Monique Samuels who comes on and they are just really authentically who they are and it like draws you to it. This show isn't old enough for people to just be putting on parts and being characters. It's still fresh enough for us to see them be who they truly are and y'all got that on this episode. So if you watched and if you haven't, you may want to pause and skip to the next segment if you watched, you saw that Monique and Candace got into a fight, like a physical altercation, and I'm here for it. And every channel that I have been on and seen and the podcast I've listened to, they're always like, I just want to put out the statement that I don't condone physical violence and I don't, you know, as black people, blah, 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 bullshit. I'm not about to say that. I'm not going to give any of those things. I'm going to tell you right now that when people ask for something, they get it. Don't get pulled over and start telling the cop, you're going to give me a ticket? What you going to do? You're going to give me a ticket? Because guess what? You're going to get a ticket. So, Candace, don't ask to be dragged and then get mad when you get drugged. She asked Monique to drag her. She did. And Monique drug her. And then afterwards, she was like, this monster, this beast. No, girl, you literally said, what you going to do? Drag me. You got in her face and she drug you. And now y'all playing victim and y'all on this whole black women don't need to be doing this. Blah, blah, blah. No, bullshit. I'm tired of like the whole black women don't need to do this. And we already aren't allowed to act like this. Humans, human. People need their ass whoops sometimes. I'm sorry. Y'all get mad at y'all kids and whoop their ass. So what, are you going to tell me a grown woman going to get in her face? You're not going to whoop her ass. But let me just put it out there that I don't condone violence. Anyways, Monique is my black sheep of the week. And I'm just going to break down this episode because it was so good. And everyone is talking about it. And it is just, it was just so crazy. So I just want to state for people who didn't see, I watched it in slow motion. And Monique flicks Candace's hair. Giselle pushes Monique. 
Candace grabs Monique and jacks her up, and then Monique punches Candace. So even if you feel like Monique may have been wrong because she flicked her hair, she literally just flicked her hair. And then they were already in each other's face. It was it was one of those things like, you know, you ever watch like uh, court courthouse and, the, and people go over there to sue someone because they had a party and it got rowdy and someone broke something? It's like a law that if you incite, if you in, invite people to your house and engage in something that's already rowdy, you can't hold anyone else responsible if any damage just happened to your place. That's how I feel. If you engage in some foolery and you get your ass whooped, you shouldn't engage in any foolery because I'm sorry. That shit was like crazy. So yeah, so we broke it down what happened. Um, let me see, what else? Go crazy. Oh, Monique continuing to egg her on. Like my thing is like, you already lost the fight. You're embarrassed, you can tell, but she is literally screaming at the top of her lungs that Monique is a hood rat, this ghetto-ass bitch. I just want to remind y'all that, like, three episodes before that... Oh, wait, was that this season? No, last season. Candace literally grabbed a knife and tried to assault someone. So for you to play victim and act like something is so wrong or she's so violent and aggressive and this is so crazy and black women don't act like that, you literally grabbed a knife and tried to, like, charge up a woman because her husband had gay accusations the fuck what what did that even have to have to do with you you got that upset over that situation your mom whatever y'all are actually talking about monique's children you are accusing this woman of faking her miscarriage with her husband you're accusing her of cheating on her husband with her trainer and her youngest child not even being her husband's and it looks just like her husband her son looks just like her husband it's nuts to me that Y'all are doing all these things and poking at this woman and then boom, like she's, she pops off and then you act like she's so crazy. Like there's so many moments in this that I want to comment on, but this episode is, is really just about, you know, uplifting black women. And I want to just point out the fact that when there is a show and it's all black people and there's like a fight or anything aggressive, y'all automatically want to call them hood rats, ghetto from the gutter. The Kardashians literally just fought this year. Like, they fought on camera. And everybody was in the comments trying to pick a, a side. It wasn't on no hood rat stuff. It wasn't on no, oh, they so ghetto. No, it was like, ooh, Team Kim, Tim. Cl no one even talked about that. Like, there was so many white stations talking about this. They weren't at threat to lose their jobs, their livelihood. Anytime black people, especially black women, do something that you don't think is presentable, you always try to say, like, Oh, they're hood rats. This is not what we stand for. Well, then just say we need to do better as people. Don't say we need to do better as black women because that puts that narrative out there that black people are supposed to be subjected to these things, are supposed to be killed, supposed to be treated a certain way because we act like this. The Joes on this same network, Joe Gorga or Joe whatever and his brother-in-law, the other Joe, they fought one of the most aggressive fights I have ever seen in housewife history they beat the shit out of each other and they showed angle for angle and nobody told them well you can't be on this next episode I'm so scared of you so for y'all to just keep acting like black women are like these animals and they're so vicious because they're human all of us have done it you've almost gotten to a fight you wanted to beat someone's ass people cross the line like what what is Charlie Murphy saying um Dave Chappelle habitual line stepping she is a habitual line stepper. When you habitually step over lines, 
you're going to get your ass whooped one day. That's just what happens. And I guess I'll say that I don't condone violence because I just, I did not want to see these two women fight. I wanted Monique to be Giselle's ass, but I didn't want these two specific women to fight. And Giselle set this whole thing up and y'all just let her do it. But there are just times when people cross the line and you just got to be like, look, you asked to get dragged. What you want me to do but drag you? Monique has children. She's used to following orders. She knows that if her children ask for something, if her daughter wants macaroni nighttime, she's going to cook macaroni. Don't ask to get your ass whooped and don't think it's going to happen. Period. Giselle and Robin, I am I just cannot stand them. They just piss me off so bad. They're sitting there in the background laughing at it. You can literally see in Giselle's green eyes that she is just waiting to plot on this. She's like, I cannot wait to get Monique kicked off of this show. Like, Monique is still mad about the fact that Giselle told, like, tried to come in about her home, and, and Monique was like, I got four homes. What's, what's popping? And it just pissed Giselle off. Giselle is still mad about that comment. Giselle is coming for this woman's livelihood over a comment about her house. She is so petty, but y'all want me to believe that Monique is vicious. Robin got in Ashley's face ready to fight her, showed up to this restaurant, but y'all want me to believe Monique's vicious. Stop. Stop trying to get this woman's bag taken. And the crazy thing is, Monique has no remorse. They're like, you don't feel bad. You don't feel crazy. She's like, well, well not right now. I, I feel kind of good about it. Shit. I feel like she asked for it and I gave it to her. I don't, I don't get why I, don't, I should feel bad. There is something about Monique's realness and the fact that everybody had told her in this episode that she was wrong except Karen and Ashley, but they were on nobody's side. Everybody else was on the opposite side of her because she won. Basically, we're going to be real. That's why Candace is mad. She won. Monique won. And that's what pissed Candace off because Candace was really was really talking. And if Candace had, I'm sorry, I'm drinking these. Uh, Margaret, what is this? Moscow Mule? I'm, I'm drinking and it, it's good. So, <laughs> like, I feel like if Candace had won or even did better than what she did, she wouldn't have acted the way she acted. But she just got her ass drug head to toe. And she was like, how dare she's like, I can't even believe she would act like this. And it, it cracks me up because her husband was on the, she got she calls her husband and she's like, Monique literally tried to fight me. And then they pan to Monique and she's like, I fought her. <laughs> she's like, it ain't no tried to. No, girl, you got your ass whooped. And then uh both of them, of course, have Chris, their husband's both name is Chris. And you just see how both their husbands react. Both their husbands want them to just get along so well. And you pan to Monique the next day and it cracked me up because Chris was like, he was so disappointed in her, first of all. Wait, 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 pause. Because first of all, Chris tried to say, Chris is an ex-NFL player, if you don't know. He tried to tell her, I just can't believe you didn't worry about your image. Like, we have an image to uphold. He's ex-NFL. And so Monique, they show her in a confessional. She's like, you know, NFL players just have a certain image to uphold. And I just... You know, I don't care about image, but like it got me thinking like what image do NFL players have to uphold? If the worst thing that an NFL player does is have a wife who drugs somebody, I think he's okay because you think that you have to uphold this image because he's a retired NFL players. NFL players who are still playing be beating the shit out of their own wives. You have to uphold this image and you're retired, girl. Girl. And she was so unbothered. She was like, yeah, I know you worried about image, but... I drug this hoe and I don't care. Like she was so unapologetic. She is the black sheep of the week, y'all, because there is just something about the fact that she had no remorse. And it's not even like, oh, whoop someone's ass and don't care. No, but there is something about standing up for yourself and knowing that you don't let people talk to you a certain way. and You don't let people come for you 
and and there's no consequence. You don't need to go running around beating people's ass, but at a certain point, people, we're human. You're not going to try me and then nothing come of it. Like, it's crazy. Even Candace's husband, you could just see him being like, girl, you know you was wrong too. And Candace has no remorse. She's just like, this woman is crazy. And it's just, all the other women are just living. They are loving it. But Giselle, I wanted to comment on for a second because I can just not stand her. But anytime they show Giselle with the group, I cannot stand her. But anytime they show Giselle alone being a mom, there's just something about her I, I like. I can't stand her ass. And she's just so, just so like a boss. And just there's a way about her that she lets everything just roll off her back. And she just doesn't let anything affect her that's commendable. She's such like a... Uh, just like she is that person that carries the bone, but she doesn't ever let it come back to her. And it's just, she's so good at playing the game. She's so good at chess while we're playing checkers that you just can't get mad. Monique over here trying to get king. Then she over here protecting her queen. She already on a whole different board and it's nuts. It's wild to watch. But yeah, I just, there's something about Giselle that just like bothers me, but on her own, I can just see what the appeal is. And shout out to uh, Ashley and shout out to Karen because both of them showed they exposed their marriages uh, this episode and it was just like, I was just so proud of them because Karen's husband literally told her like, I, I don't even know if I'm still in love with you. And she didn't have to show that, but she wanted to show it. And it, she went upstairs, she had a panic attack, but she wanted to show people that like, I'm at a place, my husband, we've been together 20 plus years and I'm still trying to do therapy. I'm trying to make this work. She's not giving up on something that means something so important to her. And it's just like, you know, I don't even believe in like marriage and, and, and committing yourself to certain things like this, certain societal norms, but she is just doing the work that it takes. And it's just like, I love to see it because you know how embarrassing it is to have your marriage and have a man that you've loved for 20 plus years tell you that I don't really know if I love you. And she just let it rock. She let the, the camera see it. And she went upstairs and cried and she let y'all know that this is real. This is my real life. So Giselle is living a facade and Karen and Ashley and, and Monique are just, they're just so real about their situation that it's so cool. And Ashley, on the other hand, asked her husband who is old as fuck for a prenup. I mean, for a, uh, what is it called? A postnup. She, she got a, she had a, um, prenuptial agreement that after five years it expired. So she already gets 50%. But since she just caught his ass cheating last week, she was like, you know what? I think I want to give your old ass, a." post post up and you know i'm not trying to age shame but it just you know you know michael if you've ever seen michael you know why we feel the way we feel about michael like his wife is in his 20s or 30 and he's in his 60s and he's still cheating having threesomes sleeping with men and just constantly embarrassing her and she just over here writing in her calendar lets you know what she gonna take away from you when she divorced you i swear she's constantly just Okay, well, now that you cheated again, we're going to put this in the post-nup. So if you do it again, I'll get an extra million, okay? You know what I'm talking about? It's just like, I used to couldn't stand Ashley, but she is so real. And she's just working her way through the cards that she's dealt. And girl, I can't be mad at that. So Black Sheep of the Week goes to Monique Samuels because my Lord, like this episode was so crazy and I love you, Wendy, but I am so irritated with the anti-black statement. Stop trying to tell people that this is the reason why black women are not given a seat at the table. Stop saying shit like that. Everybody fights. The Kardashians are given a seat at every table, but they fought. 
Stop telling black women that the small things they do, and of course a fight isn't small, but in the context of our whole life, that one day of whooping somebody ass is small. It's just projected because of the show they're on. She has all this stuff. She's potty training. She is potty training a goddamn parrot right now. So the fact that she did that, and, and it, she can do 100 successful things. She's running a whole business, but the one thing she did down is the reason why black women are not giving a seat at the table. Stop making anti-black statements everybody i'm so tired of that because you're also giving these other people who are not black room to be like well i heard that black woman say it i know it's true y'all getting shot because y'all don't listen y'all fighting y'all got whatever y'all act ghetto y'all act like hood rats y'all get shot like hood rats y'all get exterminated stop giving people the means to say shit like that because it's not okay everyone does these things everyone's human but it seems like when black people do do certain things, y'all tell them, well, that's the reason y'all get shot. That's the reason y'all get killed. That's the reason why you're not given a platform because y'all constantly acting ghetto. Monique has been on here for three seasons and she's never done anything like this. So let humans human. It is a human reaction to to defend yourself and to and to feel like that and to feel at least her reasoning was because of her children. And at least it was because of everything else. It wasn't just no oh, you mad because my man or you mad, you stepped on my toe. It wasn't stupid. It was, it was meaningful. And which is the reason why more people are on Monique's side than anything, because we know we've had those same instances. I almost fought my boss so many times and he is a grown ass man. I'm not going to win, but you feel human in that moment. And you know that that's what you want to do. So yeah, just those things irritate me a little bit. I just wish that we could stop like telling black women that like the reason things happen to them is their own fault. So you know, I'm going to incorporate Black Sheep a Week with what we're watching or what my what I watched this week because that's what I watched this week. And it's just been such a talk and, and so crazy that I have just been so just into it. And it's crazy because, you know, Candace's first thing was we're black women. We shouldn't act like hood rats. Like it's just like the first thing that you can say because, you know, other women will jump on that. And it's just like a false analogy. It's just. It's just disgusting and dirty, and I'm tired of, of hearing it. Y'all gonna keep hearing this, because um, just be happy I'm not smoking. Just be happy I'm drinking, because all you got is burps, and you're not hearing the lighter flash over and over again. I'm trying to be respectful to my producer, okay? I'm trying to be professional. Uh, but anyways, that that was my Black Sheep of the Week, because I love Monique, and I just want Monique to know, like, girl, human, don't look back on this show and think about image. Don't listen to your husband. Go with your gut and really listen to like be who you are on this show because it is a f- breath of fresh air. That's why we love newbies because they haven't got so conditioned to the way this show works that they don't change who they are. And it's almost uh, like symbolic of who we are as people because the more that you watch how society tells you not to be a certain way, the more you start to behave what you know society wants. So when we see newbies, they don't have that that thought they're just being who they are and Monique after all these seasons like she just she's blaming who she is just being like I don't feel sorry I'm sorry that I don't feel sorry but I don't she's just just being who she is and I love it it's just such a good feeling to see a black woman just be human that's why watching her fight doesn't make me feel bad because I remember being hit in my face and having to just defend myself and I didn't do anything wrong at a young age. So we get to watch them fight. We want to see this. Bravo. We want to see this. Bravo, bravo, bravo. And you know what I'm saying that if you watch <laughs> Bravo. So anyways, yeah, I'm going to move on. Um, that was what I, I'm watching, but I'm also uh, reading. 
I wanted to mention a book I've been reading. It's actually a series and it's a it's a comic strip and it's called Saga. And I really hope the nerds of the world are listening to this. And I know that I have so many nerds that are listening and they know exactly what I'm talking about. And I know this because through the week I've been trying to find it. I've been to different bookstores and every time I go to a bookstore, the woman there, whoever I'm talking to knows exactly what book I'm talking about. So let me know, like comment or whatever. And tell me if you are uh, reading Saga or if you have read it. Cause I'm like obsessed with it. And I don't want to talk about it for a long time. If y'all not reading it, y'all know what the fuck I'm talking about, but Oh, it's so damn good. Like, I I just love that show. It's just, it's, it's talking about classism, racism and everything, but it's not, it's using like creatures. It's not using white people, black people. It's using like two different species. And it's just, it's nuts. It's just breaking down so many, like just different things that we go through, but it's doing it in a way of showing fantasy and you can understand it and you can get it. It is so awesome. Like, Oh, I love it. But, um, so yeah, we're gonna the the episode. This episode is is called "Believe Black Women." Like, and I want to just kind of get us to. I, I want to start talking to y'all about really what that means. But I'm gonna take a quick break because I'm freezing and I'm like chattering my lips. So I'm gonna turn the fan down, take a quick break, and I'm gonna come back and talk to you a little bit more about that. Welcome back, everyone. Um, those messages were brought to you by nobody because we don't have any sponsors yet, but we almost there. <laughs> so um, we're going to close this up. But this is what I wanted to talk about for like, you know, the exit or the the outro. Um, I just wanted to title this Believe Black Women. And I know a lot of people have been in the comments and questioning this and asking, like, why should I believe like someone just because they're a black woman what is so special that makes me think I should just believe her I just want you to know that like we've been ignored and not believed so long that that's all we're asking you we're just asking you to listen and make sense of what we're saying and not always be on the other side of the statements like it's just this was such a heavy week for black women man like it was tough and that's why I wanted to come to this episode with such positivity and and just give you guys something fun to laugh at because it was rough the women that I'm around just within each other just within society this week was so rough it was probably one of the worst weeks for all of us in this like year alone like the Breonna Taylor incident the Meg Thee Stallion incident what we're going through in our personal lives and what we've been struggling with it's it's rough, man. Like, I know we're constantly seeing black men get killed over and over again, and we're constantly fighting, we're constantly doing all this, but the fact that, like, this incident with Breonna Taylor happened and then, like, so many people are just publicly ignorant about it or just, it is just so clear-cut. It wasn't a, she struggled or she did something, she was outside, she had an iPhone or she had her, 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 her tags are expired. She literally was in her own home and they didn't even have a warrant for her house and they murdered her. And you guys want to say that like, because her boyfriend had a gun and, and supposedly allegedly shot at the cops, then it's not a race thing because they just shot back. They were in the wrong house. Like you say all the time that white people have the right to defend themselves 
and have the right to bear arms. Y'all fight for the right to bear arms. This man had a legal weapon on him and shot because he thought it was an intruder. They didn't announce who they were. And they murdered this woman and we have no justice for it. Like, we all knew what the decision was going to be, but it's just like, wow, when you see it, it's just like you already believe that you're like worth nothing and that black women are not taken seriously or cared for in this fucking country. And then they give you this this um, verdict. They give you the verdict and it's just, you just cannot believe that nothing, no responsibility, no accountability. They literally gave them time or gave reprimanded them for the bullets missed like what the fuck the bullets missed y'all had more care for the white people on the outside the neighbors than the fact that y'all murdered this woman it is it's so it's tough and it's not just tough for just black people it's tough for black women especially because it still feels like there's like black men who just don't have our back and will not just have us on this like yes charles barkley i'm talking to you the fact that he said Y'all need to stop making a fuss of this. This isn't a race issue. This is just, he fought, he fired back. The cops did their job. These cops are in the wrong place. Are you serious? He fired back because there was an intruder in his house. And then he did everything right in his life was, they tried to pin this on him, first of all, make him out to be a drug dealer, tell him that if he signed off on certain things that they would let him go if he tried to lie for them so it would make it seem like his fault. And he wouldn't. He said, I will take the time over lying and letting y'all get away with murdering my my girlfriend. This is crazy. It's just, it, it, yeah, anyways, Charles Barkley, I don't get how you can say it's not a race issue. It's just so sad that when these things happen to black women, like you, black men don't see themselves in us. When... We fight for y'all, Trayvon Martin, George Floyd. When we fight for black men and black boys, it's because we see ourselves. We see our our sons. We see our brothers. We see our uncles. We see black people. We just see us. We see our community. When things happen to us, y'all always be like, that's y'all. It is so sad, and it's just, it is the worst thing to feel like that. And if you are the few men out there who don't feel this way, it just irks me that instead of fighting for us, you continue to say not all. You sound like the white people who say not all white people. Instead of saying not all white people, understand that the world is a certain way and that this is constantly happening to black people. So don't worry about white people. This ain't about you. Like black men, this is not about you. This is about something that's happening to us and that we're not getting any protection from. Like listen and learn. That's it. Meg the Stallion. It is so messed up that this woman was shot. She lost her mom this year. She lost her grandma this year who helped take care of us. In the same year, she has nobody. She has no family. She's from Houston. She is a Texan and she gets shot. And the first thing y'all say is, well, why would you hop back in the car and protect him? Obviously, did. obviously it wasn't that bad. Like she was shot. We talked about Kim Kardashian getting held at gunpoint forever. Like we talked about that for so long and nobody said, well, girl, why were you in Paris? No one said that. This woman got literally shot and y'all still streaming this man's music. I saw a post today that was like, that's my baby daddy. Like I'm going to stream it. Girl, you want a child with this man who shot a black woman? What? Uh, I have a friend close to me, a black man, and he he was he laughed at it. He was like, don't you think it's a little funny, though? Like he didn't shoot her 
anywhere else like the foot how mad do you have to be <laughs> that you shoot someone in the foot like how is that not funny I said because he wasn't shooting her in the foot he was shooting the killer he missed how is that funny to you and even if he shot at her foot if this was your sister would you laugh at the man who shot her well girl why are you out there playing hopscotch are you fucking kidding me nah you're gonna fight for it because it affects you but when it's a black woman and that it's not personally attached to you you don't give a fuck about it's it, it, like we need to do the work, all of us, not just black men. There's black women out there who who will still defend black men over black women. I got into a situation with someone who I'm really close to. It means so much to me. And they basically said the reason why black women are not chosen by black women is because they're not decent black women here. I'm like, you are a black woman. How do you how can you say these things? How do you feel like that? To the point where we got into a whole situation and she was so upset with me and and belittled me and degraded me because she wanted to be so right about this conversation. Like, it didn't matter that I was a black woman. I'm constantly telling her, why are you talking to me like this? Why are you saying this? And she just was so bent on being right and, and, and protecting her reality and what she felt was the right way to go that she didn't care about how she was treating me. And it's like... I, I don't even feel any type of way like I'm upset or hate her or anything like that. I just feel like we are all victims to a society that is treating us a certain way that we believe it. Like we cannot continue to to believe these narratives because other people are in the same situation because of their skin color. They're not treated the same way. You tell me if a white woman was shot in the foot by a, black, a white man all the the white people in the world be like well girl blah, blah blah no it would be the cover story like it would be like oh my god Kanye West could never shoot Kim Kardashian and it would be a joke black women are a joke to y'all and it is so sad like it's sad that you hear us cry about it and plea about it and you just want to laugh and be like oh whoa it's you bitter black woman you're so angry you're so sad no these things are happening to us y'all it's happening to us Black people already feel like we don't have worth and then men are oppressed over women so they can act a certain way and get away with certain things. Why do you think you always see more black men, especially dark skinned black men on shows and on movies? You don't see a whole bunch of black women in these spaces and able to get up there because it's a double oppression on black women that like we're not going to be OK with certain things. We're not going to move in these spaces and be OK with you saying certain things. We're not going to let you oppress black men. We're not gonna let you oppress anyone. Y'all can still move in a certain way. Y'all okay with them talking about black women or belittling black women because it doesn't mean anything to y'all. Y'all don't feel a certain connection. And at the end of the day, it's still, we're humans. Even if you don't feel like you should protect us because we're black and you're black, we're humans. And the fact that you make jokes of the things that happen to us is so sad. So I'm speaking to all the people who are not here for us and not caring for us. And I'm telling you to be accountable and just listen. I'm literally not even talking down I'm just asking you to open your ears and listen and actually care about what's happening to us that's it this woman lost her mom her grandma and was shot and she has to still be strong like y'all think strong black woman comes from the fact that women come out of the fucking vagina and they're just like oh we're just gonna be boss ass women and just take over the world no it comes from us constantly being belittled talked about for the color of our skin for the way we look for not being the right shape but not being perfect and not being what you want to see that you that we end up like having to have this defense all the time it's not 
like we want to walk around with the ship on our shoulder. We walk around and we get treated a certain way. We be minding our whole black ass business and still get treated this way. She shut her mouth a whole month, got shot and did not speak up. Let this dude stay out of jail and everything because she just didn't want the heat on her. She didn't want to get this attention for the wrong thing. And y'all bullied her into speaking up for herself and then blamed her. It like crushes my soul that you don't listen and give a fuck you don't fucking care so you know putting a pin in that because i'm done with it you heard what i had to say and you can either listen or you don't so i'm gonna take the rest of this you know podcast to talk to black women and just uplift y'all and let y'all know that like (laughs) y'all are so amazing like i'm seeing so many posts that's telling us like Black women, y'all are so stupid. Wake up and do better. Like, I'm going to always have a gentle, gentle approach to black women because we have dealt with so much that if I have to coddle y'all and baby y'all and spoon feed y'all into realizing it, I'm going to fucking do it because nobody else does it for us. No one coddles us. No one babies us the way we see our brothers get babied, the way we see our dads get babied when they take out, when they walk out on our lives, the way we see their aunts and, and their sisters defend them. Black women don't get that same cutter, courtesy. We don't get to walk out on our children. We don't get to take breaks and and quick jobs and just decompress from the world and just people just be like yeah take a break no they say get your ass up and keep going because that's what black women do so I will fucking coddle you I will listen to you I will believe you because no one else will do it so it's gonna start here so you know just a couple tips I have for black women because we're stressed out So there's just a couple things that I've experienced this past week that I'm gonna just you know educate you on in case you're going through it Number one, um, black women, if you think that you're, you know, really stressed out and your head is killing, you have headaches. I have so many black women who like their main mentality is just stress. Their main personality trait is just stress. They're always stressed. Like a tip to try is to take your hair down. Like I know that sounds crazy, but there's been so many times I had a tight bun or upper ponytail and it was so tight and put together that when I took it down, like I breathe, like my shoulders relax. And I was like, bitch, my hair tie was just too tight. That's it. I just, that was it. Like, so sometimes you can think that it's all these other things and maybe it's just something physical. Maybe you need to stretch. Maybe you need to do yoga. Maybe it's just your body like is upset with you for not listening to it. Maybe you just need to drink water. Like it may sound simple, but in those small ways, light a fucking candle. Like Take a second to decompress because it will make the difference of the next hour being so horrible to you just relaxing. Number two, your spoons are not disappearing. I've been so irritated all week because my spoons are constantly disappearing and I end up catching my two-year-old, throwing them into the recycling bin. I've been throwing my spoons away because she's been throwing them away. So your spoons are not disappearing. Your scarves are not going away. Your bobby pins are not slipping into the damn Bermuda Triangle. Your children hate you. That's what it is. Number three, everybody is not a perfect parent. I tell people all the time, I'm not an amazing mom. I'm a great dad. Like, I'm not the best cook. I don't always show up to my child's school, like, on time. I showed up to my child's school 10 minutes early the other day. There was a line wrapped around the corner. I was pissed. I was like, y'all like y'all kids all the time? What's wrong with y'all? So... Everybody's not a perfect parent. It's okay to slack off. It's okay to be a dad some days. It's okay to not get it right. 
sometimes sometimes your kids are not going to like you. My daughter is a master manipulator because I'm constantly asking her, like, is that okay? Like, like, were you okay? Did that hurt your feelings? I'm sorry. Did I not say that? And she like starts to see like, this bitch is insecure. I'm going to take advantage of that. I swear she knows. Like, sometimes I'm like, <laughs> I'm not a bad mom. She's just like a good negotiator for real. So, you know, those are some tricks to just help you with your day. And the final tip that I have for you, not just black women, all women, like this is the thing that literally like keeps me going throughout the day, especially because I'm single and I'm totally fine with, you know, being single right now, like I'm loving it, but there are times when I'm just so stressed out. So before you do anything, before you go into that interview, before you go on that date and you deal with that dude you don't even like, before you go have that conversation with your mom, go in your room and masturbate. Like literally. Before my producer got here, I masturbated. I smoked weed and like I feel so fucking good. Like y'all, I came in and he's like, Oh, are you feeling good today? Because you weren't having a good day yesterday. You see, mom was like, I'm feeling so good. And he's like, oh, she's been drinking. I was like, I've been drinking. I've been smoking. I've been masturbating. So hello, do that. Get in tune with who you are. Get in tune with your spots. I mean, just feel fucking liberated because these dudes ain't going to like you anyway. Your mama going to be disappointed anyway. Your kids going to hate you anyway. And they still going to throw away your spoons. Your dog is going to bark during your podcast like mine did last week. Just fucking relax. Because today was one of the first days I relaxed. And I chose myself. And I felt myself taking on anxiety and thinking, well, I shouldn't have done that because this person or I didn't answer a message on time and I didn't respond. Today was the one day when I chose me and it felt fucking amazing. I was still a good mom. My kids still were happy. Everything kept spinning. I chose me for a second. I stopped people pleasing. And it was so good. Oh, my gosh. Like, and I masturbated a couple times. So. Yeah, <laughs> I just want black women to know that I got your back and I will forever fight for you. I don't care what people tell me. I don't care what they say. I know what we experience. I know we go through and I'm never going to stop fighting for you. I'm not going to stop fighting for that little girl. I'm not going to stop fighting for that teenager. I'm not going to stop fighting for that girl going to college. I'm not going to stop fighting for that new mom. I'm not going to stop fighting for that 50 year old woman who got a divorce and she thinks her life is over and it's just starting. I'm not going to stop fighting for the 70 year old lady who just went back to college. I'm not going to stop fighting for the 90 year old woman who is like, um, the, mat the matriarch of her family and just getting everything together. I'm not going to stop fighting for you all because you're not, life isn't over. It's just starting. There's 20 year olds ready to kill themselves because they don't realize there's so much more for us. And it gets better. It gets fucking better. Y'all like <laughs> today was a good day and yesterday was shit. And you just got to keep going. <laughs> I love y'all. All right. I'm done. Peace.